bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. At a certain point in your life, God is going to introduce a Samuel in your life. Sometime. Maybe it may be your pastor who comes to you and begins to speak new words to you that are totally different from the words you heard when you were growing up. Everything you heard said you were at the bottom, you were dumb, you, are, you won't amount to anything and you can't do it and you are that and you are troublesome and you are too this and you, everything you've heard programmed you for failure. Then you go somewhere else and somebody begins to speak new words into your life and those words are totally opposite everything you have heard. That is the role of a Samuel. The Samuel comes and introduces a prophetic word of God into your life. It may not be a prophetic word that says, I am the Lord, I am the Lord, I've called you, I've chosen you. No, it may be just a word from the pulpit. It may be a word from a, a CD. It may be a word from a DVD. It may be a word from a... From from a book but you read it and all of a sudden everything you believe was impossible in your life now appears possible that's the role of a Samuel he changes the order and when Samuel comes into your life he also tells you your future is certain you have a choice to make either you're going to obey the pool of the Samuel or the pool of Jesse because Jesse is pulling you Samuel is pulling you Jesse pulls you backwards Samuel pulls you forward and you have to determine at a point where you are going to flow you can either flow with Jesse or you flow with Samuel and for David that day he determined who his future lay with it no longer lay with Jesse it now lay with Samuel this is where God wants me to be if I look at myself naturally I can never get to this point but look if I look at what God is telling me now I can get to that point you have a choice to make either to go by the pool of your past or the pool of your future at every point in time, your future is speaking to you and your past is also speaking to you. Your past is calling you to what you have done. Your future is calling you to what you can do. Your past is calling you to your performance. Your future is calling you to your potential. Your past is reminding you of your failures. Your future is reminding you of what can be done through the grace of God. And you have to choose where to go to. I don't know what you've done with your life. Maybe you've messed up your life big time. You've messed up your life 10 times over. And when you think about your own life, you cry for yourself. You feel sad for yourself. Because you've made some terrible mistakes. You don't even think you can forgive yourself. That is Jesse. But at the same time, God brings a Samuel. Samuel says, David, your mother may not have done the right thing. She may have conceived you out of wedlock. Your father played the truant. But God still has a plan and a purpose for you. And which one are you going to go by? Are you going to go by Jesse 
or you're going to go by Samuel. Those are the two fathers. And God will always bring you those fathers. And when Samuel comes into the life of this young boy, everything changes. Because he somehow fits into God's expectation. God's viewpoint in appointing a leader or in raising people into leadership is based on the heart. God does not look on your outward manifestation. He looks on your heart. He looks at your heart. That's how God looks at things. And if your heart is right, I will take you there. Because man looks at things totally differently from God. You may not have all the physical attributes, but if your heart is in the right place, you are on God's agenda to be chosen. So what does it mean when the Bible says God looks to the heart? Four things. Normally, the heart is used for your attitude, but four things define your heart. Number one is your affections, your affections, your values, the things that are important to you. For David, God is looking for a shepherd over his people. And he sees this boy who is shepherding sheep. And God says, if this boy has so much affection for sheep, which cannot talk back to him, I can trust him to shepherd my people Israel. His affections, his values. He risks his life for the sheep. He, he sleeps with them. He protects them. He feeds them. And he doesn't get anything back. He's not paid for doing it because I'm sure the money goes to his father and Eliab will get all the money. So he's not doing it for salary. He's doing it because he loves it. That's where your heart is. The things you love. These days, people want to be paid for everything. People don't know how to do things from a pure heart to say, listen, just, it's okay. I'm just doing it from my heart. Every little thing they want, a little money. And that is all you will get. Little money. And people who pursue little money for every little service never amount to anything great. Because their affections are wrong. God looks to the heart. Secondly, the heart talks about your emotions. Your emotions, your passions. The things that you are passionate about. And if you know anything about David, he was passionate for the presence of God. He was passionate for God. He would sit in those dark nights with his sheep and take his harp and begin to play and begin to worship God and begin to encourage himself. Although he was alone, nobody was there. He had offered pure worship to God. One of those psalms he wrote 
in those moments we still quoted the most popular the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and he goes on and he goes on and he begins to praise God he's not complaining he's not planning how to revenge against his brothers he's not planning about how he will show his brothers when God lifts him up he just is passionate for God where are your emotions are your emotions full of anger bitterness jealousy envy or full of love and worship where is your heart because if your heart is jealous and envious you see people who are successful and you feel bad and you feel angry and you want to destroy them you see somebody who is rich you don't even know him you start criticizing hey, he thinks he's something he thinks he's something your heart is wrong and God looks to the heart your emotions your passions where is your heart and unfortunately for a lot of us our heart is full of bitterness and jealousy too much of it there is no room for God too much bitterness too much jealousy too much envy too much backbiting too much trying to destroy somebody so God comes inspection looks at your heart and it's full of junk he wants to choose you he wants to elevate you but your heart is wrong David was a man of immense gratitude. Talk about gratitude. He's probably the most grateful person you'll ever find in the scriptures. A person who knows how to show gratitude for good that has been done for him. If your heart is full of ingratitude, you are not on God's list for promotion. Man may promote you, but God will never promote you. And when God promotes you to a place, when man promotes you to a place that God has not promoted you to, there will be a demotion. That's why sometimes people rise very high and fall very deep. Because they can impress man. You can impress man with your speech. You can impress man with your certificate. You can impress man with good speeches. You can impress man with how you look and how you walk and how you talk. You can impress man with all of that. But if God didn't put you there, you'd be a liability to yourself and to everybody around you. You'd be a hazard to nature. So his, his, his emotions, the heart also refers to the intellect, your mindset. Your mindset, how you think, how you process ideas. How do you think? Are you negative? are positive are you optimistic or pessimistic are you can do or can never do how do you think are you a critic or a doer intellect the way you use your mind the heart finally refers to your courage your strength moral and ethical strength when we say somebody has got heart, we mean the person is courageous. And the Bible says God looked at that, the heart. Now how do we know that God looked at the heart? Because David, later on we get to know that he had to fight lions. Fight lions to deliver a lamb. Ah, let's face it. Let's be honest. Brutally honest. If a lion, big lion, comes 
and takes a little lamb from your sheep fold and you have several sheep it's not your last but just one of the many which has been born and the lion comes to take it in its mouth and the lion is running let's be honest how many of you and me included will run after the lion the thing is the moment we saw the lion we will go and hide and say lion listen they are there take what you like but you see courage he lays down his life for a lamb which is not equivalent to human life and he's fighting a lion to save a lamb it's called courage God looks at that heart and says if I need somebody to face the enemies of Israel I need this boy I see his heart Eliab may look big but when Goliath shows up he's going to run but this boy he doesn't know how to run he will fight and fight and fight even to his own peril God says that's the heart I'm looking for what are you ready to fight for? Are you one of those who run away when trouble strikes? Your best friend has problem and you abandon him? Ha 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 ha. Your best friend has problem. And you abandon him because, hey, you have to be careful these days, you know. If you want to have the heart, then you say, my friend is my friend. And if you fight him, I will stand with him. And if you want to fight me with him, then fight me also. And if I'm going to die fighting, then I will die also. And God looks at that heart and he says, I need a courageous person and you qualify. People don't rise into leadership for nothing. Cowards never rise into leadership. People with no value system, with no backbone, who bend at, under every pressure never amount to any greatness and for us mostly Ghanaians who like saving our beautiful skin we would deny everybody including our mother oh she says it's my mother hmm they used to say that but they said she wasn't really my true mother you will sell your mother because most of us have no value system we only protect our, our interest. If it doesn't favor us, we will sacrifice anything and everybody. Do you have courage? Can you stand for what you believe? If you were threatened, would you stand firm? Would you protect somebody else? Would you fight for somebody else? Would you stand with somebody else? If people in authority threaten you, would you abandon what you believe in? God looks to the heart. What is he looking for? Courage. He's looking for your passions. He's looking for your affections. He's looking for how you think, your mindset, your intellect. How you process information. How you see life. And God looks at all of that and he says, that boy will do it.
that boy would do it. Because later on, as we study the life of David, I, I, I don't know anybody who qualifies the way he qualified. No wonder God says, this is the man after my heart. A man whose priorities are right. Who does not use his popularity to usurp authority. If David wanted to do a coup d'etat against Saul, he would have succeeded. Because the women were singing, he's killed his 10,000, Saul has killed only 1,000. Killed his 10,000, Saul only 1,000. The way only women know how to sing those songs. <laughs> Can you imagine the votes were on his side? 10,000 votes against 1,000. <laughs> the guy had the votes. Not only did he have the vote, he had prophetic unction. He'd been anointed. And not only that, the evidence was that Saul was now demon-possessed. Now, how, how are you going to feel if your leader is demon-possessed? The people are for you. You have the support of the masses. <laughs> what are you going to do? The, least, the, the, the easiest things for you to use it to your advantage. But this David, and we'll learn more about that, he looked at Saul, the man who wants to kill him. And David has the masses, he has the anointing, popular opinion was on his side, the military were for him. But he says, I'm not going to touch this man. If God wants to remove him, he knows how to do that. And if God wants me to be the king, I'm not going to kill somebody in the process of being king. No wonder God says, I don't look to the outward. I look to the heart. There is something about this boy that impresses me. And although he is number eight, I will make him number one. If you want God to elevate you, if you want God to elevate you, let your heart be right. Let your heart be right. Finally, we look at the last thing that happened to David on that day. The anointing. The anointing. David received something called the anointing. The endowment and the endowment of God's power. What does the anointing do? First, the anointing signals God's approval. It showed this is a person God approves of. When your heart is right, God will approve of you. Secondly, the anointing separates onto a higher purpose. He is number eight, but he's now being set aside for something bigger than his natural birthright guarantees him. Three, the anointing sets a new direction for life. If you want to move in a new direction, it's going to take God's anointing. Fourth, the anointing stirs up your gifts and your abilities. There are gifts in you that you haven't discovered yet. Latent potential. Talents you haven't discovered. Abilities you haven't touched yet. They are there. But either because of your own background 
the way you've been treated, you never know you have those things. But God touches you and all of a sudden your gifts start getting stirred up. There's going to be a staring. The anointing secures God's protection. When God's anoint, God anoints you, no one can kill you before your time. No one can kill you. Because God will protect you. He has invested in you. He, ha he has to secure his investment. He has invested purpose in you. He will protect his investment. Because God lays value to what you, he wants you to do, you will not die until you have done it. Your life is essential to the plans and purpose of God. Because something about you must touch the world. When your heart is right, the world is looking for you. And God will invest the destiny of nations in your hand. And you cannot die until you have fulfilled your purpose. No one can destroy a person that God has anointed. Until the purpose of the anointing has been accomplished. They, can, they will cut your head, but you'll still speak. <laughs> your head will be down somewhere. Your head will say, put me back, put me back, put me back, put me back. You will be protected. You'll be protected in the air, on the ground, in the sea. You'll be protected by day, by night. Because God has invested in you. And the anointing of David took place before his brethren. The people who thought he wouldn't amount to much. God anoints him before them. That means that no matter the jealous eyes around you, when God decides to pick on you, nobody's impression of you will stop God from doing what he wants to do. I'm sure Jesse is standing by and says, Samuel, this is a mistake. This is a mistake. It's Eliab. It's Eliab. I groom him for it. Is Eliab. It's a mistake. And Eliab is there and say, who does he think he is? And, and all of them, everybody's heart, who does he think he is? Because later on when we find out, you realize that these people, the brothers, they didn't repent. He's anointed. They saw the anointing, but they didn't repent. When David went to face Goliath, Eliab said, what are you doing here? <laughs> It's your sabi, 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 which has brought you here. They, you see, the, the, the people who don't like you, whether you are anointed or not, they don't like you. <laughs> you think, oh, God anointed me before them, their hearts will change. I mean, you will expect from that time, all of them will say, oh, David, oh, David, and try to help David. They wash his socks and, 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 and do things for him. No, 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 no. No. The, the anointing spoiled the case. So although before them God approves of you, they will not accept you. And that's why you don't have to be upset when people don't accept you contrary to every evidence that God has shown them. Because in David's case, that's how it happened. If you want to be the person God will elevate this year, you want to become the queen, the king, in your area of endeavor, David is our example. We're going to look at another aspect of the making of the king 
in the life of David. Amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.